Hello, everybody. My name is Nan Chen. I'm president of MAF. We certainly believe 5G will change the world、uh, for the better. This is Sean Kinney, and welcome to Will 5G Change the World, the podcast where we engage with a wide variety of industry leaders to answer that important question. The show this week is brought to you by NetScout. Before we get into the 5G discussion, we like to take a moment to try to get to know our guests a little bit better by posing three questions from the Proust questionnaire. Nan, are you ready for those? Absolutely. Question number one: What is your idea of perfect happiness? My perfect happiness is really delivering world-changing product or services, and celebrate with loved ones with a glass of wine. And question number two: If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what would it be? I like to come back to be myself, if that possible. If not, I like to be my dog. They seem to be very happy in life. And question number three: Who's your favorite hero of fiction? I really admire Morpheus in The Matrix. And where he has a firm belief of something which not whole lot of people believe in, but he's willing to die for it. And I think that's a determination and and and, and believe、uh, in in real time. So Nan, today I wanted to talk with you a bit about how you see service providers thinking about network automation in the context of five G, and then the network slicing capabilities that they need to really deliver and monetize new types of differentiated services. But before we look ahead, maybe you can give me a bit of a high level summary of where you see service providers as being today in terms of automating different network processes. Yeah, it's a great question, Sean. The most service provider today already interconnected at data plane for decades or so,、uh, but automation at a commercial plane is where the innovation is occurring to creating a global interconnected federated service providers.、Uh, MEF has been working for the last four years in driving this area of work called Sonata Atasso API Inter Provider Automation. The goal is to establish from any part of the globe to any other part a high-speed connectivity that can be tuned in real-time、uh, speeds. This usually takes a month. Now we are talking about seconds. This then creating a foundation layer for high-speed global fabric that SD-WAN overlay services can be、uh, placed upon, and also with the edge computing. Uh, SASE becoming one of the first digital services that can run on the edge service cloud that utilize SD WAN overlays, all interconnected over this global high-speed automated federated、uh, backbone. Now, 5G will be used in both private and as well as the public space. Slicing 5G go together because of the need to provide very granular performance objectives. When using wireless technologies, slicing in in a sense configure 5G wireless for pair allocation and fairness for various slice profile objectives. Some applications need a very low delay, packet loss, jitter, etc. 
And slicing for 5G provides this option that's no other wireless technologies we know of uh, could do it in the past. What NEF is working on is extending the enterprise of private 5G uh, set of slices and extend it across the service provider's footprint even to other interconnected service providers, then including the cloud providers. Uh, MEF is pioneering this concept called end-to-end -end or end-to-end -end slicing, which MEF has both end-to-end slicing frame specification, framework specification as well as the profiles uh, definitions. The values is enterprises just by end-to-end uh, -end slice uh, type at the various locations that it show up end-to-end -end from device to service endpoints in a virtually, uh, uh, in a virtualized topology at, a, at, a, at every site. Uh, user equipment devices attached to uh, respective slice and the performance is guaranteed end-to-end. -end. If you add a in SD-WAN edge at the various sites, then SD-WAN overlay can utilize these end-to-end uh, -end slices as a kind of underlay. Uh, this offload non-mission critical traffic directly to the internet and keep mission critical traffic as secure tunnels on these slices. And this is much like the use, use case of a hybrid SD-WAN use MPLS and internet at sites. In this case, substitute MPLS for end-to-end -end slices. So in a way, end-to-end -end slices is a new type of underlay technology that uh, potentially, uh, uh, potentially provide a lot of values. It doesn't end at the uni. It go, uh, truly, uh, truly is end-to-end -end from device to service endpoints. So I kind of couched my brief description there of automation and slicing as necessary for operators to deliver and monetize these new types of 5G services we're discussing. Uh, for the benefit of our audience, and, and you kind of touched on this a bit, making the point that different 5G use cases will have very different types of SLAs attached to them, but could you maybe expand on how the variety and complexity of enterprise-facing 5G will require automation not just to effectively serve the needs of the end user, but to also really, you know, make it something that operators can do to manage that complexity. Sure. Uh, enterprises uh, are in a digital transformation stage, uh, moving to the cloud. Uh, either is uh, um, artificial intelligence, machine learning, or IoT, or AR and VR distributed computing, et cetera, all driving a new use case for enterprises. Uh, mostly the applications are driven by being untethered to a cable. 5G provides very high speed bandwidth at you know, middle and, and, and a high spectrum with a deterministic performance quality. Additionally, 5G can utilize both unlicensed and licensed band. Think about the industry and manufacturing all driven by robotic and sensor. And talk about the mission critical here. Also, ALML is, is uh, playing a, such a predominant role in most digital services so that the workflow will eventually relate back to the AML inference uh, engines that process information at very high speed from these edge computing environment. In manufacturing, uh, AL, ML uh, neural networks can be placed directly 
at the factory floor. And so that 5G is the interface for extremely low latency edge computing environment. Um, robots that deliver, you know, say precise robotic arm movements will require, you know, wireless uh, uh, interfaces that can deliver deterministic performance. This is a where 5G and slicing play a critical role. Hi everyone, this is Sean. I wanted to take a moment to thank you for supporting Will 5G Change the World, which is brought to you by NetScout. NetScout's Visibility Without Borders helps carrier service providers achieve pervasive monitoring in real time with actionable insights from anywhere, any service, any technology, any cloud, with any application, in any infrastructure, at every phase of the 5G lifecycle, pre-launch, launch, and operations. To learn more, visit netscout.com forward slash 5G. Now let's get back to our conversation with Nan. So Nan, you you mentioned the importance of, of building out edge computing infrastructure to help make these use cases that require ultra low latency really come to life. And you know, when we talk about network slicing for 5G, we're talking about a logical virtual partition of the network that runs from the core across the transport network, the RAN, and then all the way out to that edge where the data is created. Just would like to get your perspective in terms of building out that edge. We've seen a lot of different approaches depending on what the the customer's preference is, what the operator's mix of assets are. And increasingly, we're seeing uh, hyperscale companies kind of enter into the space. So is it fair to say there's not really a one-size-fits-all approach to connecting the edge and building up that capability. And, uh, you know, if you agree with that premise, what are some of the considerations that the stakeholders should keep in mind as they invest in this area? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we already seeing a lot of service providers partner with uh, hyperscalers uh, for the edge. Uh, there's definitely not one size fits all. Enterprises uh, need to cloud services and, and from the edge. They also need private and public 5G and SD-WAN and manage uh, cybersecurity, edge computing, you know, AIML, specialized uh, neural networks, and IoT analytics, et cetera. Yeah, this then create a large ecosystem of possibility in which it takes various partners uh, with uh, specialties to deliver on uh, digital transformation use cases for a given enterprise. Now, digital transformation is a complex uh, evolution of an enterprise's current workflow uh, process to a digital world interconnected in which we have never seen it before. So there's, there are many things uh, enterprise need to consider, as I mentioned. So Nan, we've talked uh, about a, a few different aspects of how enterprises will will use and consume 5G, what operators need to do to capture that opportunity. So I wanted to maybe end by getting an overview of some of MEF's activities in the areas we've discussed, and maybe you can share some thoughts on why the long-term success of 5G as an enabler of digital transformation is dependent on the type of cross-industry collaboration and standardization that... Uh, that MEF leads. Yeah, thank you. Um, um, it is not only the 5G that transformed the enterprise and clearly 5G it is, but also the network uh, is a transform itself as well. Uh, in order for digital transformation to occur, network transformation is uh, underpinning 
platform for digital economy to be realized. At MAF, we've been evolving our value to the industry as very high-speed digital interconnect carry Ethernet fabric, uh, which now is a north of $180 billion market. But also we have embarked on many areas of network transformation so that MEF members can evolve their offerings to be uh, the network platform that enable that digital transformation. We have worked with many SDOs. I realize in our key areas of work below, I'm gonna talk a little bit and it's really cross industry collaboration and uh, standardization is, is a must. You know, so there's a few key pillars. And the first one is a, a automated carry ethernet and IP services. So ultra high speed federated underlay uh, with uh, you know, carry ethernet or IP access loops. This means evolving the, the carry ethernet and IP to be fully orchestrated and automated, including both providers to create a very high-speed uh, global fabric that connect all edges on this planet. And the internet is a great access technology, but cannot provide a high-speed global fabric that you can connect all the edges uh, with the compute. Uh, what I, MEF has done, uh, has been doing in this area is, is a creating a federation that's all the service providers who has been interconnected for uh, decades at data plane, I've mentioned that before, can now be interconnected at the business automation commercial level. We've been working on Sonata LSO APIs, also uh, blockchain for the last four years now, and about to uh, deliver our seventh release of uh, Sonata SDK uh, in May um, uh, this year. So uh, we're soon, we also soon, soon release the certification in this area as well. And second area, uh, what we are doing is also automate automation. It's all about automation, automate the SD-WAN uh, services and agile overlay over the centralized policy and application performance assurance. You know, as you know, the SD-WAN has, uh, has, uh, has, has been transformed WAN as we know from, uh, from decentralized to a more of a centralized policy and application awareness. And as a base for, basis for the full programmable environment. MEF was the first, industry first body, I think it's the only body today to introduce the SD-WAN uh, service standards uh, with the next version released pretty soon here as well. Additionally, we've also been working on a standard for universal SD-WAN edge, in which you know, minimum interoperability will be specified at the, at the data control and then uh, telemetry play, plans. Uh, MEF is offering the professional and also certification services uh, for SD-WAN as well. Um, and the next area is uh, security, it was automated security services. You know, uh, the, Edge cloud network security with identity and access management is, is uh, really important. The SASE has becoming the latest buzzword. You know, again, MEF is leading in the industry with this area coming up, coming on uh, uh, first SASE standards, um, which is a while underway. Uh, since SASE and zero trust work hand in hand, MEF is also has a sister project uh, as an industry first on zero trust standards, which provide identity and access control management uh, needed for SASE Edge Cloud. 
Uh, once this work completed, uh, we'll also provide professional and certification, uh, professional and service certifications for both SASE and uh, Zero Trust. Um, and also last uh, automation area is uh, edge services. Managed edge computing with the digital services, which is uh, really uh, evolved very fast. As edge computing emerging uh, pervasively, MEF is uh, once again leading in select area for edge. As I you know, talked about the MEF work already in the end-to-end um, uh, -end slicing, MEF is taking assets from uh, various work we've done, SD-WAN, uh, Sonata, and position them in the edge. For automation, we're talking about, um, uh, we're, we're taking our Sonata API assets and uh, allow the enterprise to commercially uh, address, validate, quote, order, uh, et cetera, and various services from the edge, including you know, carry Ethernet IP services, you know, SD-WAN services and SASE, even edge computing services resources using standard APIs. So there is a need to use uh, only one set of APIs for enterprise automation uh, systems, regardless uh, service providers they work with. Um, in addition, um, you know, MEF's CTO is currently incubating something new in the industry, uh, which potentially uh, for SD-LAN. Um, and that's actually taking our assets for SD-WAN, you know, looking at how that be uh, uh, how's that, that be applicable to the uh, private 5G and um, IoT devices, the slicing within an enterprise environment, regardless if it is headquarter, branch, or factory floors, or home. You know, more to come in this area. So, um, you know, to write, wrap up here, you can see MAP has evolved significantly beyond, you know, our carry Ethernet routes, and we are really tackling the network transformation itself by creating you know, standards, open APIs that needed for the uh, uh, digital economy. We uh, invite service providers and other ecosystem technology companies, in, including those in 5G, to really learn about math and come and be involved in our important work. You know, 5G as is today, it's really start taking uh, uh, a life is own, you know, in terms of it being able to deliver what is a what been promised. So uh, we're excited about the all the work, including five G work at Math. Well, Dan, to uh, riff on a line from Morpheus, I, I think you've given us a good idea of how deep the rabbit hole goes in regard to the future of automation, slicing, edge compute, all these other exciting technologies. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation with me share your thoughts with our audience and uh, answer the question, will 5G change the world? All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, glad we, uh, we have this opportunity to share our thoughts with, uh, with the audience and with you. Uh, great seeing you too, Sean. Will 5G Change the World is an Arden Media production. The show today was produced and edited by me, Sean Kenny. Thanks for listening.